0: Welcome to Legit to QT, where you can get it
1: done with Tish.
0: Sounds and become nice. the best, yes, bestie, leave it there. And become the best version <laughs> of yourself with me, Koya. Today we are so excited because we are with our, I feel like we can call you our friend, right, Garrett? I think yes,
2: definitely. Okay.
0: Thank you. Um, we are with our friend, Garrett Waring. Welcome to the show.
3: Thank <laughs> you so much. I'm very happy to be here. I'm with two of my favorite new friends, favorite ladies. This is awesome. How are you?
0: Oh are, my you, gosh. are we a favorite? I
2: know. I'm yeah.
3: like, you
0: know okay so just for everybody listening and watching we met Garrett and his amazing family his father who by the time this episode airs we interviewed him
2: for two him hours
0: for two hours but you'll be hearing him for one and we met his amazing mom Jenny yes and like they were so hilarious and just such a sweet loving warm family but we like hit it off off. Yes. Bat like immediately. Even I even think Tish asked you about like, Oh, are you going to the premiere on the well, elevator? Yeah,
3: no, we that? were in awful in Hollywood. There's this awful parking garage with like 80 escalators up to the top. Mm-hmm. And we're just going on the escalators. And I remember seeing you guys and you were looking kind of confused. So we like <laughs> made eye contact. And then and then you go, Are you going to the premiere? I was like, Yeah, it's just But you were so
0: nice and like, and your Uh, whole family, you were super nice. And I remember um, when we first asked you to be on the podcast, I showed a picture of you to my friend who I was staying with in LA. And she was like, he's gorgeous. Is he a model? And I'm like, well, first off, he's a kid. Number 1.
3: <laughs> I'm 20 now, guys. I'm 20.
0: Okay, well, you're lightweight grown a little bit. Um, we, we're in our 30s, so you know, you're like you're like baby bro to us. You're oh like you don't need to
3: tell like, nobody that. You're okay. Yes. <laughs> I'll be baby bro. Yes. <laughs> thank you,
0: girl.
3: I also you... didn't know how old you were, so this is new to me as well.
0: Oh my gosh, thank you. You know, they say black don't crack. So Black don't, don't... crack, baby.
3: <laughs> I was going to say it, but I didn't know if it was my place. <laughs>
0: I'm just saying. You can say no. it here. We don't care.
3: Okay. Okay. Well, it's true.
0: <laughs> but you are. You're just such like. I think definitely you're a good-looking kid. But on top of that, I think that your spirit and your energy is even more beautiful than the aesthetics. Like you really have like a really kind, amazing heart. I was even looking at your IMDb. Let's get into this.
3: you said well i didn't know i was coming on here just to get just to get compliments this is awesome i'll come here every week
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah we love you and i was looking at your imdb and it's and you quoted you said Hard work and dedication can get you far, but the love and kindness you share with those you meet along the way is what makes it all worth it. We're all just fans. We all just love making movies." And I I just felt like that was just so profound. Like that just summed up your whole character right there. I was just like, if I read that and I didn't know you, I would wanna know you. And I would know oh. that you were a super integral person.
3: Right, Thank
0: that's you key? Yeah. Right. I'm just saying. Like, how, I mean, how do you know that quote, but that just, like. It's on there, girl. Go on his IMDb. Yeah, it's like, I, know. I was just like, girl,
1: funny. You know, you know she probably lightweight stalked you, Garrett. Just you know, yeah, it's
3: OK. But like that's good. She comes prepared <laughs> to the interviews. But for me, like, I, I think my lucky stars every day for not only the experiences that I've been able to have, but to be able to share those experiences with people that I really, really care about. Um, has been a tremendous highlight of not only my career, but my life. Like, I'm just happy to be able to do what I love with people that I love. Um, I mean, the movie that I just finished in Mexico called God is a Bullet, I was down there shooting with my dad every day and it was incredible. And then our director, Nick, uh, became a great, great, great friend of mine. So to be able to be there with not only my father, who I consider my friend, but also Nick, who I consider my friend, was just a dream. And to be doing what I love on top of that, I mean, couldn't have been better.
1: I love yeah. that. I think that's also something like magical when you start to, uh, we talk a little bit about like finding your circle and mm-hmm. not everybody that you film with, they're in your circle, right? Mm-hmm. You just find like a group of filmmakers and you're like, mm-hmm. oh man, they're definitely my type of people, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. not just my type of people as filmmakers, but my type of people that I actually wanna be around. And I think that's really honestly, it's a rarity when you find like a group of filmmakers that you absolutely love working with and who can actually get things done right
3: it's not just all talk but they're actually ones who say yes and it's that age-old rule in improv when you say uh when someone's giving you something in the scene you say yes and this and i've taken that into my life recently which is kind of cool and i'm saying. Yes, and and going with whatever wherever that leads, which mm. makes me a very very busy person, and <laughs> I have a hard time scheduling my life. But I say yes, let's do this, and then do this, um, and that, that comes with filmmaking too. And you know, when you write and direct and want to produce, and you find people that are those yes to and people, mm. you can create some cool things. Mm.
2: Mm. I love that. Hey,
1: can, we, can we say? Can we talk about create? he's talking about creating cool things just not being in cool things mm-hmm. yes. can, we, can we just put that out there people because I know we've been like we've had this podcast for a little bit over a year and a half now right we're, I think we're we had our year like podcast of somewhere in June or whatever so we're, mm-hmm. we're edging on a year and a half and when we started it we started talking to people about creating your own opportunities and we brought mm-hmm. all these great people on and they talked about how they created their own way. And one thing that's been consistent with all the successful or, or people who are on like this beautiful journey of their artist career is that they all said, "We well, we created this or we created an opportunity yeah. or yeah. You know, we're all about the creation and the collaboration. And that is something unique that I really want like creators to know that it's all about the creation, not just about the creation of the character, but also the creation of environment, the creation of friendships, the creation of your network. Like all of that has to do with being like a really successful and also fulfilled filmmaker, Mm -hmm. right?
3: Absolutely. I mean, if we're talking about creating things, you created this podcast and i'm sure it's connected you with some awesome people and you've gotten a better you know life experience from this from the inspiration you get and the people that you get to meet from it and Mm -hmm. i mean this this is i mean this exact thing is us uh uh from you creating this this podcast and now we're here
0: a hundred percent and we were very intentional i think that a lot of times um, I'm an actress as well. And we both met in grad school <laughs> over 10 years ago. Hey, with, here is, they, oh, you have the pay shirt.
2: Yeah, uh, in New York, right? One.
0: They sent me one during the pandemic. Oh, they they You know why they sent her one, though, Gary? Why they sent her one? They highlighted okay? She's a baddie because she's article. cool. She's a girl boss. No, yes, they did an article yes. on her and her being this prolific producer mm-hmm. and starting this fund and just killing it in the industry. So then they like gave her that.
1: that. Yeah, they gave me a whole article. Mm-hmm. It was a whole thing.
0: Cause she's oh, representing your oh. school in the best light possible. Yes. So that's why. Yes, what. Case University, give me my flowers while I'm alive. Right, and you're welcome. And you're welcome for the <laughs> Give my flowers
2: while I'm alive. <laughs>
0: says, <"Well>, you are <laughs> southern, you know. That's a southern at uh, times Oh, I love
3: it! No, it's one of my favorite, my favorite songs by my favorite favorite guy, Ray LaMontagne. He, there's a song that says, "You can bring me flowers when I'm dead."
0: Ooh. Oh my god! No, I want. I kind of <laughs> like
2: fresh You're flowers now. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: What'd like you say? Fresh, I kind of like fresh yeah. flowers
3: yeah. now. Flowers. Usually we have flowers in here. Oh, we I do. Start like- right there.
0: My flowers are in the living room. I like, I think, like, I got into it a, a few years ago. I was like, why am I always waiting for an occasion to get flowers? Like, I should no, just-,
3: just get them.
0: Right. And when you're
3: walking down the streets of New York and they've got the flower stands on the side of the road, you're just like, yeah, oh, give me
0: those. Absolutely. And I think there's something about, like, um, I know a lot of people in the pandemic were talking about having plants, and there's something about having life around you mm-hmm. that gets more life. I don't know how true well, that is, but something
3: about that that I really like is, for me, it's weird to equate plants to my career. But mm. if in acting, it's hard to see growth week to week. You know, so if I'm in class and I have a good day in class one week, I have a bad day in class the next week. Um, I have a good day in class, and it's sort of this wave. But hopefully, the upward trajectory is you know going upwards. Mm. Um, it's hard to calculate the growth every day as a growing artist, though. Sure, you can look back a year and be like, oh, my God, I'm so much better than I was then. But for plants, you can see it week by week. You can see growth happening, and you can see it growing, and you can see that some what the work that you're doing for this little guy is working. And it's just – nice. It's, I don't know. It's like a nice um, – what's it called? A sounding board, like a reference point, you
2: know? Wow.
3: (laughs) Philosophical plant time. I
0: mean, I'm just saying that that's pretty profound, Garrett. And I'm not just, I'm not just gassing you up. Like I never thought about that, but you know, Tish, so Tish's husband is a farmer and he comes from a long line of farmers. Mm -hmm. And I remember when we were in grad school and just even like working in the industry and you know, bestie, you always say like, there's something about, being a farmer where you understand the aspect of like hard work and what it means to like plant a seed and Mm -hmm. and till the soil and harvest the seed and you understand that there are seasons for things and um and people who farm tend to have this like really great perspective on life so I think that there is something to what you're saying Garrett and I think that that's great tangible advice for everybody Mm -hmm. out there um, listening because sometimes you can't like you can't really weigh like what is success we talked to your father a little bit about that how everybody's definition of success is very different um but how it's very personal to each person Mm -hmm. and everybody's measuring it for themselves but how do you really measure growth and i love that Mm -hmm. I love what
3: you said. Yeah, just be able to watch something grow is nice. So my mm. sister has a bunch of plants. My mom actually raises butterflies, so you can see those growing uh, week by week. I saw that
0: on her Instagram, I, and I was like-
3: hundred and sixty butterflies she raised what? and hatched. Crazy. A little COVID but there's activity, a growth yeah.
0: pattern to, But but see, even that too, like seeing the stages of a caterpillar mm-hmm. and then being in the cocoon and then the butt and then becoming a butterfly, that's mm-hmm. like understanding that there are seasons to things and that there's a yeah. process to things. And yeah. I think sometimes, I don't know, like maybe you can speak to that, Tish. Like I don't know about everybody out there, but sometimes it is a little bit frustrating being being an artist because this industry is so different from other industries where you there's something to measure it by, like, oh, I'm making this amount of money, or right, oh, I'm working for this company and now I have like this 401k. But then you get this
3: like, raise and you're working your way up the ladder. I'm gonna associate right. whatever it might be. You're working your way up, but there's no mm-hmm. way to gauge that really with what we do.
0: Mm-mm. Well, let's talk about let's talk about this, Garrett. Like, oh, I'm sorry, go best. Go ahead, Bestie.
1: No, no,
0: go ahead.
3: You oh, no, well, no, no. you go ahead. No, no, you go. <laughs> I know,
0: we're like too polite with one another. Like, <laughs> no,
1: because when she's about to get to a point, I know she's getting to a point, and I know I'm about to dig in. So why don't you get to your
2: point? Mm, OK, let's dig yeah. in.
0: Well, I wanted to ask Garrett like how he, like what made him want to be an actor? Because I know that oftentimes when you're in moments in your life where maybe you don't feel like you're as successful as you want to be, you go back to your why and why you're so passionate about this. And so I was just wow. curious to know what- Well, it, it's funny
3: that you you say why because my I give myself a word a year. And so I just turned 20, my word for this year is who. And my word for last year was why and Mm -hmm. not not like why am i here why am i doing this but just like why like what's what's the what's the goal like why what Mm -hmm. why am i here you know it's not some existential thing but i just wanted to see like why why is this you know um Mm -hmm. but you know i i that's something that i'm still trying to figure out i don't have Mm -hmm. all the answers i don't know why i'm doing this or who i'm here all i know is is that i love being here i love doing what i do and i love the people that i get to share that with um <laughs> and i love to tell stories and initially i got into acting because i mean maybe i'm speaking broadly here but i feel like at some point in everyone's life you you look at a movie you look at a, a red carpet you're like hey, i want to do that how cool would it be if i could do that so that was me when i was like 12, and I had just seen Harry Potter, and I wanted to use a magic wand so bad, and I wanted to wear Iron Man suit so bad, so that was sort of simultaneously when my sister was wanting to get into the business as well, and she was playing volleyball with my dad, he was like, you're not very good, like, what are you going to do? I mean, it was was nicer than that, this was my version of the story, and she's like, well, I want to be an actress, and he's like, what are you doing to get yourself to become a successful actress. And she goes, well, I'm not. And he goes, okay, well, let's change that. So he, I guess, enrolled him, he met with this uh, talent scout program uh, called Nikki Peterson Talent out of uh, Texas. Um, She was in Houston at the time and now she's in College Station, which is my hometown actually. Um, And so he met with this, with with Nikki and she was like, you're great and all, but who are these kids? Because there are photos of us up on the wall. So sorry I'm this too, this so, exactly. no, i love this is, it. I Exactly. This love is my it. side. <laughs> so then we ended up meeting with Nikki because it all sort of lined up well. I just start, started taking my drama class in fifth grade and I was really just loving this idea of expression um, as a 12 year old, as much as a 12 year old could, you know? So we, we enrolled in that program, me and my, my two siblings and we went through the program, trained for eight months, got out to LA, and I was loving it. The people I got to meet and the things that I got to do it was just incredible. So get out to LA and it's daunting. It's scary. I'm this kid from a small town and we're in this big Los Angeles city now. And we didn't really have too much success for the first couple of months. So it was like four months of nothing. And then we moved back for the summer. And we we're like, Hey, what, what do we do now uh, as a family? And they're like, let's try it again. So we go back out and, Nothing really happens between August and October. And that's when I got an audition for this film called Boy Choir. And Boy Choir was the first film that I got to do, spoiler alert. But I initially turned down the audition for the role because it required singing. And I refused to sing. I was like, I'm, I'm 12 and I don't want to sing. Um, and my dad said, you know, this is a good project. You should You should just do it. I said, okay, I'll get over my fear and I'll do it. So I prepared uh, this choral song and I went in for the audition and there are all these other kids who have trained so hard and they're like choral singers. And I'm the kid who shows up who's like an actor. Um, and I, all this while I'm in class and training for all this stuff. And I show up and I sing this, this one song, not very well. And I do the scenes and it, it goes well. And um, I think two months pass and they're like, hey, you wanna come back and do a callback?" And I was like, sure. Um, mm-hmm. And they had asked me to prepare a song called Battle Hymn of the Republic. And it's this classic song, and I was like, "Sure, I can do that." I go into the audition room, I'm this, waiting, you and I. The song. Do I know the song?
0: Yeah, I know you,
3: every song. Yeah, can we can we hear? You want to hear it? That's
0: yeah. yeah, we want to hear it. I want to hear it.
1: No, it's, hear it.
3: Uh, mine eyes have seen the coming of the glory of the yeah, Lord. Jesus, yeah, 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 yeah. the faithful lightning of His terrible swift <laughs> sword. Uh, he is, <highlighter> yeah. is man okay, so, that
2: okay. yeah, that's what I was preparing
3: to do in the audition, mm-hmm. and then I hear these boys singing like Ave Maria and the Josh Groban songs and all this stuff. And I, like, I am not ready for that. So <laughs> my dad leans over, he's like, Hey, you should think about preparing something else before you go in. I was like, Okay. Hey Garrett, your turn. Come on, come on in. And so I go in and I walk in and this Francois Girard is the director. He's this amazing, crazy Frenchman. It was awesome. so I walk in, it's all the producers, the casting director and Francois. And uh, he goes, did you prepare a song for us? And I said, well, yes, I prepared Battle Hymn of the Republic. Can I sing that? He goes, no, I've heard that way too many times. Sing something else. (laughs) So in the middle of October, I decided to sing It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas and i didn't even know the words so i made them up and i knew that i was supposed to be singing soprano so i tried to sing it as high as i could and it was what i would give for the tape of me singing that song and i think i got two verses in and then i just stopped because i couldn't think of any more of the words and they go great job let's do this now (laughs) nothing no, no response nothing just great job just yeah okay next that was it but that's, that's that's the big story of, of me. We came out to LA and sure, there was so much hardship and stuff in there. Um, and then uh, I just feel very fortunate within the first year to have booked something like that to be mm-hmm. able to lead a movie opposite some awesome cast. And we were Wait, 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 out- wait,
0: wait. Who were you opposite against? We cannot just fly <laughs> over
3: there, Uh like- I- I feel like I'm talking so much. Um, this is the point. It's, it's, it's the Garrett show. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, I was very fortunate to, to lead opposite uh, Dustin Hoffman at 12 years old mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Kathy Bates. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that my being blessed to be able to be with them so early on established a great foundation for me, like a cement foundation of, Professionalism and how to act on set, and how to treat other people, and I owe a, I think I owe a lot of who I am on set and how I act um, to them, you know, because of their professionalism. And we talk about sending the elevator back down to the next generation, and that's exactly what they did. They were so kind and courteous, and they sent that elevator back down to me, um, and really gave me the legs of which I'm able to stand on now, which I'm very fortunate uh, for. But we moved out on February 14th, 2013 from Texas to Los Angeles. And I was flying out to, uh, to, to New Jersey to shoot Boy Choir February 14th, 2014. Mm. A year ago, I mean, sorry, a year later.
2: Mm.
3: Crazy. I, mean.
0: I love that. Can we also just talk about, so one of the things that Bestie always says is, um, you just need to show up. Mm-hmm. And um, you know we all have our, our time and we have our seasons. And she's a producer, so she's coming from like a different point of view than just talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that I hear you that I hear from your story is that, and it doesn't matter that you were a kid. It like it completely doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You were flexible. You were courageous, and you just showed up. And clearly, it worked because you were <sighs> cast and yeah. i i just i don't think that even 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 if you're an adult i don't think that changes i think mm-hmm. that that just translates into different situations yeah. at different points in time and i think that for everybody out there listening that can happen for you whether you're how old were you at the time uh, Garrett?
3: um i think i was i was 12 12 uh, you were, we were 12 yeah. that can
0: happen at 12 30 Forty or fifty, yeah.
3: like and show said, up and push yourself out of those boundaries that you're that you're afraid of. You know, I didn't. I, I said no to the audition, and my dad said, "I think you should do this one." Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, it, had I had I not gotten past my fear, my initial fear, um, I wouldn't have mm-hmm. the life that I have today. And mm-hmm. it's just sort of weird to think so existentially about it like that, but it's true. Mm-hmm. And there was one moment on set when I was singing in front of um two hundred people. There were like all these extras in Yale. Uh, we were filming at wolsey hall and it was me doing a solo up in front of everybody <laughs> i'm 12 guys <laughs> keep in mind i'm singing this song i have an earpiece in my ear and i'm like singing along to the music and it's just me doing a solo in between one of the takes one of the um one of the oboe players turns turns around who's writing the orchestra print in front of me and she says no offense but you're a terrible singer <laughs> and then they call action and then I have to do the whole scene again with uh, with the thought in my head of me thinking what? that I'm a terrible singer. And then, uh, and then they called cut. And then I, I leaned over, I said, as a 12 year old would, oh, I didn't really appreciate you saying that. And then she said, well, I said no offense.
0: Oh, uh, no, absolutely <laughs> see. But that just showed how emotionally <clears throat> intelligent you were even as a child, because there's a certain level of emotional intelligence that I feel like you have to have in this industry because you have people who project onto you. She knew she had no business telling a child that. Like, that's not productive. It's not constructive criticism at all. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you were emotionally intelligent enough at 12 to be able to process what she said and still do your job because Bessie says this all the time. It is not the most talented people that are making it in the room. It is right. the people that keep showing up and that-
1: show
3: up, yes.
0: Yeah, and that's
1: kind of like been my advice like to pretty much all artists. It's like people think that it has to do with talent, but you know, and it does. I'm not gonna take people's talent away from them, but people, you can grow. Your talent can become better and better and mm-hmm. better, right? But sometimes it just shows, it's 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 you showing up being the best version of yourself that yeah. sometimes is enough, you know? Yeah. Um, and <laughs> sometimes people can be just a little extra in this industry, like yeah. I'm a method actor. I'm just gonna be this super extra person. And
2: yeah. sometimes you don't
1: need all that, you know? Sometimes mm-hmm. you just need people to show up and just be the character the way that they perceive it. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I'm, I've am i seen some crazy things where you see like super talented people just completely leave this industry. And you're like, why? You should have just been around for like five more years and you probably would have like grown into your talent or figured out this mm-hmm. industry or networked or had yeah. the right people to support you, but you decided because you wanted this super like, you just wanted that Jennifer, what is her Jennifer Lawrence story? What they just film me.
2: Wait, what happened?
1: Jennifer Lawrence, you know, like they found her outside. Like, wait,
3: I lost you. Where'd you guys go? Oh, oh. are you there?
2: Yeah, we we're see here. You. you. do there? you know- Yes. Where are you? Oh no. You don't see us? Oh, I'm back. I'm sorry. I'll- okay. Okay. All okay. life- right. happened? Though. Okay, I'm back. You're, You're the happened.
0: star. We can't. <laughs> we can't. Leave. We heard you though. We heard you. And we saw you. You didn't leave. Um-
2: okay. okay. You didn't yeah, leave the video
0: frame. Okay. But- so what about Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah, you know, Jennifer Lawrence, everybody
1: wants to have that story where she was just found by a photographer who was like, you're a star. And then he took a picture of her and then he showed a picture to somebody and they're like, yeah, I want to put her in my movie. That's basically her story. Hmm. You know, like, I mean, research it is a little bit more in-depth than that, but that's the story that's being perpetuated hmm. <laughs> about hmm. her that she was just found as a young child star. But that's not really the real. Like the real is, is that she probably showed up a lot of places where people saw her, her mm-hmm. parents took on the brunt of the responsibility. And she actually had to be good at what she did. And she yeah. probably wasn't the best.
2: Preparation at that time. meets
0: opportunity. She wasn't the best mm-hmm. at
1: that time. But when they saw that she had talent, they groomed her, they helped mm-hmm. her become better. It, it just like when you see the real <laughs> of, mm-hmm. of what goes into preparing and preparation and being your best, it's not just this Hollywood publicist perception of who people are like Mm -hmm. there's separation there's it's like what you're talking about like we had to do this for a year i went back and forth nothing happened that's real Mm -hmm. it's real and
3: the thing is it takes a team it takes your village it takes your circle who we were talking about earlier it takes your people um to keep encouraging you and keep lifting you up and to work hard um Mm -hmm. for you but also remember no one's going to work harder for you than yourself so Mm -hmm. it's finding the people that all that 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 want that success for you, working hard for yourself, and and showing up, um, and also uplifting your friends when they fall short. You know, when when they need some help up. Um, it's that Beatles song. I get a little uh, help from my friends. I get a long little help from my friends. Right?
0: Look, you sing. They they all be here trying to play you, Garrett. You sing. <laughs>
2: Like
3: I like music. I'll you're not tell I don't say that. I don't say that. I like music.
0: I don't care. There are some struggling musicians, and you were in choir boy at twelve. Okay. So I don't want to okay. hear it. Like you are a singer because you were <laughs> to do so.
2: Period.
1: FYI, Garrett, your dad on the last show had Darquoya singing a cappella. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: did. He was like, "Well, let's
3: you, hear well, it. well you're going to do it again for me too, right?"
0: No. I... <laughs> I think, yeah. Actually, I I will do it because Yes, you will. Show up. Let me me get my water.
3: Oh, okay. She said, okay, I can prepare. Let me get my water.
0: Okay. So your doubt was like, because I told him, I said, well, I forget what we were talking about, but I said, I sang Italian arias and I did musical theater growing up. And we were talking about football. And I said, I'm from like, the hood a lower socioeconomic environment if for those of you who don't know and i said you know back in the day like my family they would be watching the game and i would like go up and watch the tony (laughs) awards yes okay yes and so then your dad was like well let's hear it so i said well okay so i'll do it
3: well you sing some more? eh? do you know that song
0: no, I don't. Oh, not okay. Sing
3: whatever you're gonna sing, but I when the, the moon hit hits your, your eye, minute. like a
2: big pizza pie. That's no, this is, is like legit.
0: Yeah. I sang classical music what? like opera. So I'll give you a piece. <clears throat>
2: That's
0: what I'm gonna give you
3: <laughs> The way that's that my, my heart, heart, heart. Just, just I hope you know that's what I was singing in boy choir. I was I no, was I learning. Know. This- so yes I'
2: saying
0: that like so and I'm really not trying to be funny. I think that as artists, we don't see that there's the creative aspect and the business aspect. And my parents, I did musical theater growing up. I sang classical theater, and they paid for music lessons from the time I was, like, eight years old to the time I was probably about, like, I think that's my dad was like, yeah, 20, you have a job, or like 18, you have job. You a job. And that's not cheap.
3: Like, music lessons No, it was $75
0: to $100 a week, and
3: yeah, this yeah. was
0: on top of soccer and all the other stuff, and I had siblings, and like, they- And being said, a girl were, boss. They, yes, bro. It's favorite I, new word. I love you know, it.
2: Yes, you know, you know.
0: Yes. I love you. I have a 24-year-old brother, so I just, you know, the youth. Um, But literally, it was not cheap. And I just want to put it out there that, like, Tish, we met in grad school. We're both act, we're both, we both were actresses. And then Tish has an undergrad de- degree in economics and finance. So then she became a line producer. It was very serendipitous. But being her friend and just learning the business aspect of things, because she's a producer, super no nonsense, it really opened my eyes up to like, you have to, you can't have this like linear thinking. Your thinking has to be multi-dimensional because you have mm-hmm. to understand that there are so many moving parts. And this is why I'm yeah. saying that that. A lady who, you know, she I better never see her because I'm going <laughs> to let her know about herself for messing with my little brother. Um, We'll leave it there. And it's okay. I, I don't and, have
3: trauma or anything. It's fine.
0: I'm just saying, no, but I do for you because she was out of line. But my point is, is that it doesn't matter. You have individuals who maybe they can hit the highest CNO possible. It doesn't matter. Are they getting paid to do their craft? Is it being recognized? Is it translating over into this? And I'm not, I don't want to say that that means that they're successful or not, but all that I know is that somebody recognized you as a person that could deliver a musical <laughs> performance. Well,
1: but also uh, to add to that, that art, 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 that, art is that is not being translated or that is not being created for an audience is a hobby. Okay. And I just want to say that, like, if you are not down for the game of creating art, so that you can show it to an audience who can appreciate, then appreciate that art, then it becomes a hobby for you. And that's okay. It's Mm -hmm. self-gratifying. It is for you. And that doesn't mean that within within you creating something so that people can see it, that it can't be self gratifying, that it can't be a piece of art. It just means that you're always aware that at some point and at some time, people need to see this and Mm -hmm. that people need to recognize your art. And I find that a lot of times, especially when you get to people who are like first time filmmakers, it's just like, it's all about them. Mm
2: -hmm. It's all
1: about them. It's all about them. It's all about them. And it's just like, well, yeah, but don't you really want somebody to see this like don't you want to really don't you really want to create something that is going to be unique when you watch it and that people are going to and and there's i think there's sorry guys there's a fly but i think there's um i think there's something beautiful about um Having time to experiment, right? Go mm-hmm. so out there. I think, uh, like, if you're, like, if you're, like, an artist, 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 meaning that your art means more to you than money. Because a lot of people will say that. I don't really need the money. I want my art. Okay, then an experiment and do that by yourself. But and don't keep your write, comments
0: to yourself when you're talking to the little to boy who's making money on a film. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Keep your comments to yourself. Go out there and experiment, but don't waste people's money. Don't waste investors' mm-hmm. money. Don't waste my money. Don't waste Garrett's time. Or have comments <laughs> about Garrett, 12 years old, working. Exactly. <laughs> just go out there and just do your hobby. Mm-hmm. That's all I have
3: to say. At, and at cool. the end of the day, like someone asked, my friend asked me the other day, what do you want out of life? It's a, mm. it's a very large, broad question. But my answer was immediate, and I said happiness, joy. Mm. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. And Right now my joy is being with other people and being a creative and doing things that that I can share with people that bring yeah. me joy. And if it can impact mm-hmm. them, oh my God, yes. Like mm-hmm. I do photography, I write poetry, I just like try to stay creative. I try to I try to create. I've got a short film I'm trying to do by the end of the year, just like Tish. And Yay. Woohoo! So as long as we're <clears throat> we're chasing that joy, whatever it might be for you guys listening, chase your joy. Cultivate oh, your yeah. joy. If we're talking about plants from earlier, our farmers here, plant your seeds and cultivate your own joy, you know, mm. and it's those age old things like what you learn in kindergarten. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it all say and it at all. just like, just be, treat others how you want to be treated, you know, mm-hmm. Let's, we're all just trying to make it work. Yeah. We're all just chasing don't, happiness. Don't Let's act like that
2: in a
1: professional setting though, Garrett. I'm just going to say yes, that. Yes, of just, course. Just, I mean, can we, can we just like keep, you know, cause I'm all about like morale yeah. and also like. That's just t- like being on set is just a very, for me, it's just a very stressful environment for me most of the time. Yes, of it's so Why is it's-
3: set the worst thing ever? But I love it.
1: Oh my, it's, it's, it's like, it, it is, but it's like, you know, it can be an adrenaline, like it could be like really exciting, but yeah. it is as good as the people who are around you. And 100%. I'm just going to say that it just, Like the experience can be amazing when you have like an amazing team and everybody's down for it and -hmm. you got to get that one shot and everybody's counting on you, but they're there for you. They're supporting you, you know, like it could be like such a beautiful, like creative setting and then you have like people who come in that space. And it is a, to me, it should be like a protected space.
2: Completely. Like
1: a bunch of people with their stupid opinions about Mm. how you're going to do something like it's still like a safe space. And that's when you have fun, when you're when yeah. you're in a safe space on set and you don't have to deal with a whole bunch of opinions. And also it's just unprofessional. Like you, in my opinion, it's just unprofessional. And
3: for me, like professionalism, professionalism is a big part of of the work that I do. I want to make sure that I'm presented as a professional and that I show up and I'm prepared. And it's it's hard for me to see actors who who think they're so big. Coming in and shitting on their crew members and their makeup artists and their transport team and the crafties and the PAs. We are all here as a team to work together and make something awesome because we're happy to be here. You mm-hmm. know, it takes everybody from the accountant at the desk who you'll never see to the transport drivers yeah. to, to the people who get gas for us and, and the people who who are running and getting food and our directors and producers, everybody. And once you once you do the full production thing, you realize as an actor how small you are. Yeah. For this Mexico yeah. movie I just did, I we were working pre-production. I was with my dad and Nick every day for for half a year, and then we get to set, and I, I realized just how small I was as an actor um, mm-hmm. after doing all the work for pre-production. Mm-hmm. So thank yeah. you to our crews. Thank you everybody. I love you guys so much. We yeah. don't say it enough. Thank you.
1: Yes. I yeah. It's a, a lot. And also, let's just talk about. I'm just gonna put this out there. Let's just you know pay our crews. I'm just. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a heavy believer in just paying our crews and absolutely. You know, let's just, I just L- livable
3: you know, conditions what's going
1: on because and, and good conditions and 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 making sure people have safe conditions and mm-hmm. also listening to people and understanding like what their plight is and mm-hmm. you know just, just being an open ear to people because they work hard long days. I mean, we work more hours I think than most yeah. people in a day. Yeah. I mean. Come on. So, I And just, most
0: I, people are there because they're just super passionate. Like when you speak to people in crew, they're usually not even yeah. there for the paycheck. They're usually not even there getting paid what they're worth, but they are so passionate about what they do that yeah. they just show up. Yeah. yeah. And,
3: and let's think if we take all that passion and we give it good conditions and we give people livable wages, how mm-hmm. much better a filming experience could be. And then mm-hmm. the end product will then become even better because everybody's impassioned about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. and happy to be there you know and well well rested i know yeah i worked a 22 far? hour day when i was 12 years old guys 22 hours look look,
1: look how much look the commit the commitment to the art <laughs> speaking of commitment to the art then you lose 30 pounds for- and oh shave God. his head and 20
0: shave 20 his head 20. yeah
3: the things that we do for our art did. guys Yes. No. For, so for that, for, that was for the film called Perfect. Um, I was 15. I lost 30 pounds with the help of a dietitian and a physical trainer. Um, I got from 155 to 125 at six foot two. And it wow. was like, it was real thin. Um, and it, it, it looked cool for the film. It was cool. It wasn't a healthy place to live. Um, but I learned how to do it and it was cool. And then on the contrast of that for God is a Bullet, I actually gained 20 pounds of muscle. Uh, and I got up to 200 pounds, which was pretty cool. Um, so I just, but I look for work that challenges me. And with those things, with the physical challenges, I, I enjoyed the, um, the effort that that takes and it keeps it fresh, keeps it creative. Um, I also love, you know, the boy next door thing, but I love diving into roles where I'm covered in, in tattoos and blood and I shave my head and all that. Yeah, it's fun prosthetic makeup. And um, mm-hmm. like, I, I would love to play a sea creature, but I'd also pl- like to play a prince. I'll do everything.
0: I could see all of that for you, but what I'm curious to know, because I think we even <laughs> talked about this, Tish. How are you able? I mean, I know, you, I know you know that you're going to be on set, but how are you able to truly stay disciplined when you have those roles coming up, where you know you have to work with the dietitian, where you know you have to get out?
3: Um, good question. Um. I don't know. I think it's how I was raised. I think I've uh, just <laughs> yeah. uh. I really don't I know no different uh, mm-hmm. I really I really don't when I know that it's um when it's my job and I'm expected to do something uh, I'll do it and mm-hmm. if that's waking up and going to the gym and blocking off my time and um, this whole business is a lot about sacrifices so I'll sacrifice my personal life to help encourage yeah. my my work life and um, wake up at seven thirty hit the gym do the thing go to the office eat the right kinds of foods don't go out that night you stay in and go to the gym the next morning um all of that in preparation for for shooting. And I, I, I really can't, I don't know how to answer that question for you because I. it's just, I know no different. That's simply put. I, I, I've been to set late once in my life by five minutes and it haunts me to this day that I was late once. <laughs> you, um, you, know,
0: you were just raised right. Can we just talk about it? Cause your father, when he broke down, how he like did an Iron Man a couple yeah. times and how he yeah. lost all this weight. You could just tell that you just come from good stock. Because even just interviewing <laughs> your dad. No, but yeah.
3: Thank <laughs> good you. Good
0: stock. Listen, y'all are southern. You know what that means. No,
3: I'm good stock. I'll take it. Also, stock. just because you yeah. come from good stock also doesn't mean that you're going to be good stock. And so you have to keep yeah. going. And on the contrast. Yeah. Just because you're not from good stock doesn't mean that you can't turn yourself into good stock.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Come on, come on, yeah, come
3: I'm on. I'm really, man. I'm really about. I mean, like, look, I was just talking with the casting about a movie, but I also drew Baymax from Big Hero Six. But it says you aren't defined by your circumstances, and I'm mm-hmm. a firm believer in that.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. My
3: computer just did a. This is my mom's computer. I don't know how it works, and now I'm split screen with her emails. I don't want to see those.
0: Oh, I think we're good. We're good on our end, right? We're good, yeah. Okay,
3: good. As long as you're good on your end, I'm just going to have these emails over here. But, yeah, (laughs) you aren't defined by your circumstances. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, Boy Choir was about that. Boy Choir was this kid from Texas who had a lovely voice and wasn't given the opportunity to use it. And um, small town, and his mom died. He he didn't have the resources. And so uh, when that came along, he showed up, and he did it. And he got past what his circumstances were to, to be um, a great singer. So mm. just just little little things, little little uh, life tokens. But yeah, I'm uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, just I try, think... I'm just trying to trying to make it work, guys. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, you know what I find very beautiful about and and um, I wanted to, to talk about this because Ruda mentioned this. Um, on his uh interview is just the support that you have for you and your family yeah. like that's very rare i'm gonna yeah. say that people support one another and also want to see each other successful so mm. can you talk a little bit more about like how you've been able and how you as a family unit you all been able to kind of like move and orchestrate and support one another because mm. i think that's it, it to me just having a supported un- unit that a lot of artists don't have like mm-hmm. you know me and Darkoya when, when i was um up in new york i was telling her i was like ah oh, i wish i could have done this and if and if and if mm-hmm. you know but mm-hmm. it's so beautiful when you have people that you don't have to say and if with yeah you know and
3: you don't have to like say and if though. but you can say yes and you know Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. We're gonna yeah. use
0: that. I feel like that's gonna become like an ism. Yes and please do it. You the can get little
3: yes, yes and pins. And.
0: You should yeah. write a book.
3: You know what? I'd love to. Yeah. Yes I have a poetry and. book I'm working on, but I'll also do a little like that's
2: poetry. a whole Here's a not be a little shit.
3: shit. That'll be the title. Here's how to not be a little shit and work hard and achieve your dreams. Oh my
0: god. <laughs> but you What's know that? what though? Be a bad A is a whole book. So I mean anything goes. I mean I could totally see you being like this actor, self-help guru, slash, like, producer, writer, all that. You, see? Yeah, there you go. I can't. You like, you're just sky's the limit.
3: I just, like. Sky's the limit. Um, no, I will say I love my family very much, and I feel very, very fortunate to have the support system I do with, with both my parents and my siblings. Um and, you know, like, uh, as a child actor, you have to have a guardian with you on set, so mm-hmm. they just got to tag along, which was awesome. So I got to travel the world with my dad and my mom, and mm-hmm. uh, they'd come visit me for premieres or, or filming stuff now, and uh, now that I'm not under 18, um, they don't have to be there, but I still love when they're around, and to be able to spend all that time with my father in Mexico is really special. My mom came down for a week or two. We're a very nuclear family, you know? We have a family of five, a dog, two cats, got a pet fish, and a garden, and... It's it's a nice sense of normalcy in a world that really just isn't normal. My life will never be normal and I didn't have a normal childhood. I didn't go to normal school. My, my friends aren't normal. I'm not a normal person. So to have like a great support system within my family is really nice, but also let me say I love my friends. Your chosen family, your people, like your yeah. circle. Mm-hmm. God, I love my people. I feel so fortunate to to, yeah. to be surrounded by by people who inspire me and uplift mm-hmm. me and who challenge me mm-hmm. and call me out of my shit, but Mm -hmm. I love, I love my people. So Mm -hmm. cultivate your joy, find your people. Like that's, that's what I'm all about. If I can share what I love to do with people that I care about, I I'm a happy, I'm a happy guy.
1: And I also want to dispel this myth that people think that they can just do it on their own. Like, I just, I just want to kind of just talk about that for a second, because there is like, john cry who's the creator of um he's he was a head of development at their films new market films and he Mm -hmm. and he developed films like um hesher it wasn't at new market but also like um what was it it was hesher it was donnie darko Mm -hmm. it was momento like mm-hmm. one, one thing that he always tells me is the best thing about this industry is collaboration. The worst mm-hmm. yes. thing about this industry is collaboration. Meaning that you still like, you always need people to create in this industry. Mm-hmm. Like there's mm-hmm. like, sometimes you just want to be an artist by yourself, like be a lone painter. But unfortunately you can't, like mm-hmm. your, painter, your your canvas will always need someone to paint you and and be the brush and be the, like, it's just, Mm. This is not an an industry for the lonely.
3: No. <laughs> it's and not. you can feel lonely. You can feel like a starving artist. Um, yeah. and that can be inspiring sometimes, but man, you gotta have people to, to support you when you're feeling low, and you gotta have those people to celebrate with you too, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tangible anywhere. and intangible because I mean, even this show is a is symbolic to our relationship, Garrett. I yeah. mean, like literally Tish is like my best friend. But I think that we have similar core values, similar goals. We both you know, are working in the entertainment industry. But sometimes somebody, the best way that they can support you is emotionally. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's not. Sometimes it's by giving you an opportunity or helping you professionally. Or financially, it doesn't matter. Like we're yeah. mentoring are, you. Or, or mentoring like, you. Like
1: like men- like, men- like one thing that I realize that a lot of people don't have in this yeah. industry is real mentorship. Mm-hmm. Because there's no like there's no real structured box for really right. get where you want to be at. Like, it's really based upon experience. And no matter how long you've been in film school, how mad, no matter, cause we went to grad school and it, it just like, it does, none of that matters. Cause half the people we went to grad school with, they quit. They were just like, we can't yep. figure this out. And it's because they, went, they didn't have true mentorship. Mm-hmm. But I just think that what this industry needs most is people who are willing to be selfless and be mentors. Mm-hmm, yeah. you know, and not and- do it for the sake of like showmanship
3: yeah and to send the elevator back down because yeah. like i said earlier i owe mm-hmm. a majority of of how i who i am on set to the people who were my mentors mm-hmm. and who continue to be my mentors nick is, yeah. is my director 100 percent. my father's my mentor you know so to yeah. have um those people to help guide you um mm-hmm. is really cool but how neat is it too when when I, so we came out with a group of like 20 people from texas to la and i think there's three people left uh, eight years later. But to see my peers who I met first when I came out to Los Angeles and to be growing with them and seeing what they're doing in their own respective fields is really cool. And to be able to to grow up with these people and see them splitting off and becoming directors and filmmakers and actors mm-hmm. and successful, whatever it might be, is really cool. And it shows mm-hmm. that it's possible and that this is still achievable, you know? Mm.
0: Yeah. And I would just like to say, oh, sorry, go ahead, Bestie. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I would just like to say too, if if you don't have access to a mentor, because I remember at one point, I was like, "Uh, there's nobody around that I really
2: mm-hmm. You mm-hmm.
0: Know, want as a mentor or that can mentor me, I think you can also just start by listening to our podcast or um even your dad brought up um, individuals that like have YouTube classes and like if you, mm-hmm. if you can't if you can't reach a mentor physically, there's so much information out there to where you can start there. You can start mm-hmm. by getting information online and that can lead you on your journey to where then mm-hmm. you can tangibly be in front of a mentor as well. So don't be discouraged by that either because I just wanted to preference that. Yeah, so, I
3: like that too, yeah. for sure. Because not everybody has that that direct access. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. But even even starting, let's say like an acting class for those of, the, of you who are actors yeah. or just want to get out of your shells a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. In my experience, like my acting coach is such a lovely mentor, mm-hmm. and the the peers that you have in that class as well are your peers, and you find your people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a big part of, of 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 this is finding your people and and vetting those people, and sometimes it's trial and error, but it's worth it. I love that.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I'm glad you said classes because when I was when we were in grad school, um, you know. It, it was like this thing where everybody just was like oh we can only like stick stick to like grad school we can only like <laughs> listen to the teachers in school but your network is found with working professionals right like, and if you're in grad school right now just know that you're there so that you can learn your art not so that you can really not because there's not there's so many students there's not really a real network there There there's like you you'll build like collaborations that maybe you'll use on later or when you start like creating like films or whatever but you need to get out there and you need to like take classes with people that you actually would like to work with Mm-hmm. and i really wish when i was in grad school or when i was starting out that i really like really did my research and i really said oh well who do i really want to work with like what is the type of things that i really want to do right now not for you because you know artists we don't want to be put in the box so it's right you like, can do everything i can do everything but it's not about doing everything it's like what can i do right now right mm-hmm. what can i do right now so that i can like so that I can like build my network and so that I can perform my art. Like you just want to honestly, like when I was, I just wanted to perform the art. Yeah. And if mm-hmm. I would have known that it just took for me to like take a class or two or whatever, then I would have done that <laughs> just so that I could be an
0: artist. Because- or get together and create, like create. Get to get together with the people you're in class with and create something because that also attracts other people and other things to you. I was about to say,
3: work begets work. Work yeah. begets work. And that's just mm-hmm. simply put, and I'm eight years in, uh, there was a period in my in my eight years that I wasn't taking classes for two years, I didn't work for those two years. I get back into a class within the first month, I book the lead of a feature, and then I'm up mm-hmm. a year later to the master mm-hmm. class in that same class, and uh, I book uh, a show. So Uh you might think that there's no room to grow uh, as an artist and you're not seeing that growth week to week, but get in class, meet people, work begets work and do the things that are within your control because there's so much in my business particular that's out of my control completely. It's how people see me, if I'm right for the role, if I'm too tall, if I'm too short, if my blonde hair looks good, whatever it might be. So what are you in control of? Right now I'm in control of how often I go to class, how often I go to the gym, what kind of food I eat? Am I working on different uh, accents, or or what am I doing that I can that I can control? Am I am I meeting with people? Am I messaging people? Uh, what does that look like? You know. So control what you're able to, and hopefully that that work begets more work. And hmm. and I
1: just want to say this too because I know like there's this thing where you know, and I just want to put this out there because I've had artists that we've talked to you know, and we've had like people and parents and families who've been very supportive. And there are a lot of artists who aren't, who don't have supported family members, who Mm -hmm. don't have supporting friends. So I just wanted to let you know, guys, the advice that he's getting works both both ways, whether or not you have people who are supporting you or you do. So I just want to put that out there because I don't want people to think that this is only for people who have like family members and Mm -hmm. friends support them like if you are even on this journey by yourself Mm -hmm. you have to create a network of people who will support you so going to class and creating work with people and finding people who you just mesh well with so understand also like personality wise matters when it comes Mm -hmm. like you want people with great personalities with great work ethic with like strong backgrounds with people who are just not going to like leave, you know, who are going to follow through and get things done with you, mm-hmm. like that you have control in finding those type of people mm-hmm. uh, and, and taking classes and stuff. So I just want to put that out there because like not everybody has like strong and not everybody has strong support systems, you mm-hmm. know? So, but these this advice works for everyone. And
3: okay. those support systems exist. You just got to find them, you know? Mm-hmm. And we yeah. support you guys. I support you guys. Uh, and I think there's nothing more inspiring than an artist who's, who's really giving it their all and, and who, who's not defined by their circumstances and who's making it happen. You know, yeah. I, I love those stories uh, about when this just happened to my friend, about I've been here for five, six years now, seven years, and I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere and it's time to go home. This is my last audition and they're on the way home and they get the call, hey, come on back. You're not leaving just yet. Oh, you know, wow. I, lo- I love those stories. And it just happened to my friend. Wow.
2: She got turned down by, I think,
3: eight Barnes and Nobles around the area, eight different jobs. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then she, she booked a new show.
0: Wow!
3: After like six thing. years of not working. Oh, my
0: but God. all, but I think that reminds us all. And I, I'm a natural optimist. Um, let me talk to your dad about that. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Cause I said, sometimes I can, I have like, I definitely have childlike optimism and I've never lost it. Um, Unbridled
3: childlike, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I'm like, like,
0: I, yeah. I just, I don't know why, I don't know as I get older, like why I just am this way, but I am. And
2: mm-hmm.
0: I think that I do believe that, in, Tish talks about this all the time. All it takes is one opportunity. All it takes is one person to change the trajectory of your life. And I'm not just saying that. I believe that. I have seen it. I Like, like even your friend, you know, I'm yeah. leaving, I'm going here. And then that one opportunity completely changed the trajectory of her yeah. life. And that's why I hold on to hope and optimism is because Definitely. I know that as I persevere, like, and I'm on my way and I'm on my journey. All it takes is one person. And I think that that helps me with the anxiety. It helps me mm-hmm. with fear and doubt and helps me to deal with failure a little bit is knowing that all it takes is that one casting director mm-hmm. or that one person, that director or that one casting director or producer or whatever to see that within you and it and it can change. And you see it yeah. all the time. I Something that really helps me is, um tish knows i am a personal self-development junkie i love reading um stories about individuals who have become successful within their own Mm -hmm. right and there's always this hero journey not just in entertainment people like artists love to use the hero journey like it's just singular to acting (laughs) like writing and entertainment but no that is for everyone and then also when you read that person's journey, don't be afraid to dig deeper and actually get the facts. I was just talking to Tish about, um, who is it? Um, what? Uh, um, Microsoft, Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Oh, Bill Gates. Yeah. How like, everybody's like, Bill Gates left school and I don't need to go to school. And I told my brother when him and his friends told me that, I said, well, wait a second, do you research. Because his mother is the head of this bank, and he did not leave school. He took a year leave of absence, and they bankrolled him for his parents bankrolled him for a year for a year. And he, they said, if this works, you don't have to go back to school. If it works, it works, and it worked. But gather all the information for yourself. But even him, like those things, those stories, they encourage me. And and it's just one opportunity, one hit, one turn. And and it can change. And it doesn't matter whether you're 10, 30, or 60. That can happen for anybody. So yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. And just making it happen and focusing on how you can better yourself. Yes. And then the rest will come you know? in the
0: process. In the process, yes. like what you said, what you have control over. While while you wait, you work while you wait. Work, <laughs> work
3: while, while you, you wait. wait. Yeah. You Ain't know? no rest for the wicked, baby.
0: Okay. Look. Okay.
1: Well, you know what I'm also interested in, Garrett? You've been doing this since you've been twelve and now you're twenty. What have you seen that like has changed in the industry over like your eight years of like working? Like That's how has like how has things like shifted and even like in auditions or even yeah. like filmmaking? Like what have you seen from being a working actor?
3: Um well, there's things that I've learned like about myself and that I've learned about this and then the things that have actually changed. I feel like I'm a very classic person when it comes to how I approach work. Um, it's the headshot and resume and the audition and like all this stuff. And hey, how are you? Thank you so much for having me, like that sort of thing. Um, so this, this was me growing up. This is how I was taught, you know, uh, where I feel like that field has somehow shifted recently. Um, and it's. I don't know. It's less. I feel like it's less structured. I feel like it's things are fluid now. I, I, it's just so it's different. And plus, yeah. we're always taping, and we're not going into rooms anymore. But you don't bring it in the headshot anymore. Everything's digital. They already know who you are when you walk in, and it could be just because I've been doing this for so long now that people know me. Um, but. Like I, I'm a very like get to the like cut to the chase sort of thing. Like I walk in, let's do the scene. Hey, I'm Garrett. Nice to meet you. Let's do the thing, and then we can chat. You know. Um, and then I and then I've learned like along the way that it's not that big of a deal. Like I used to I used to get so nervous all the time when I was going in for these auditions that it would just be crippling, and I would hate it if there's stairs after the audition because I would fall down them because my legs are so shaky. And mm. I think I've learned over the past two years that it doesn't matter that much and it's okay. And you aren't, this is me talking to myself, but you aren't defined by your successes and who are you outside of work is my question, you know? Mm. So I used to think that I was such a, um, as my coach would call it um, result oriented mind. And Mm. I didn't want to be that anymore. I don't want to be result oriented. I want to be here where I am now and let that be enough. You know, it's day, the mm-hmm. day, day, day by day sort of thing. Um, so I guess that sort of shifted as well, and my thought process has shifted, which has been nice and uh, a nice ease of anxiety, which is what something I do have, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Oh, me too. Um,
2: oh, all of
0: us. Don't worry, Garrett. Yes, I'm literally <laughs> soaking in everything you're saying. Like I'm like not nah, so result driven. I mean, you just spoke a word to me, and,
2: and I know this is,
3: know this these are things I'm trying to learn as well in my life. I'm trying. I'm trying to to. To coach myself on these things as well. I am mm-hmm. by no means a perfect uh, actor, a perfect r- worker, a perfect person at all. I've mm-hmm. got all my shit to work through too. Um, these are just things that I I feel like I'm reminding myself to remember, you know. And a big part of it for me is because I've been doing this since I was so young. I feel like a large part of who I am is work oriented and i find myself going out to dinners with people and then like talking about work and i should be wearing like a suit and a tie and i'd be like how are the stocks today jim like that's how it feels and i don't want to be that kind of uh that kind of uh worker i guess you know Mm -hmm. uh and that there's life outside of um what brings me so much joy it just so happens that this is a large part of my life and i love it so much and i have to do it because i love it um but yeah as far as things changing. Like it's it's just I don't know it's just always changing. I'll just say that it's always changing and it's always annoying and we're just trying to make it happen. Yeah,
1: and I I think it's you know you're talking about like when you're an artist, like everything being about your art. I, I feel like what I've learned over the years is to have real true balance because like a lot of my family, they aren't in the arts and they just mm-hmm. wanna have like a good time with you or they just wanna like enjoy their time with you. And then you start talking about, you know, and I, uh, <laughs> I told um, a friend of mine to, to, it was like two and a half years ago. I, I think I went to like her family cookout and all I could think about is like what was going on and she was like okay this is just like could you just like be here like yeah could you just like experience this and I just looked around and I'm like I'm at a cookout like why am I talking about something that I'm gonna have to worry yeah. about Monday yeah and so, like I, I do think it's great advice for people to understand that your art is just not all of you You know, Mm -hmm. there's so many facets of you, and once Mm -hmm. you also tap into other parts of you, you'll see also that you're not limited in doing just your artistry. There's so many other things that you can do, and you can be this multifaceted individual, Mm -hmm. and people do it all. I always look at, what's his name, Jeremy Renner. He's like in real estate. I don't know if you guys ever looked him up, but he's like this huge real estate real
3: estate dude yeah Yeah. ryan reynolds is doing his mint mobile cell phone brand thing and we've got the rock doing his campaigns and like it's just i think it's so cool how they're how we're establishing lives outside of this and Mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard and i had this dilemma where i'm like okay well i'm i'm focusing on this other aspect of my life right now could i be putting this towards my my, my acting and my
0: art. I was literally just about to say that, that just because you put it to rest for a second doesn't mean that you're going to be any less successful. Because I know a lot of actors struggle with that, where it's like if I like, and I I also think some of this is just like has been pushed by the media, where people are like, I ate this, I breathed this, I slept this, and I hustle. It's like hustle culture.
2: Hustle culture, yes. But like you said,
0: the information age, let's just keep it a 100% stack. The information age completely put hustle culture, flipped it on its back. It is not about how hard you work. It is about how smart you work and how intentional you are while you are working hard. That does not matter anymore. I mean, you have people who are becoming, who, who literally have become multimillionaires off of just a smart investment of Bitcoin. So you can't like say that anymore. And just because you go and have a life with your friends at a barbecue, or you go to dinner and you don't talk about your, the entertainment industry doesn't mean that it's any less important to you. And I also think it goes back to like, you got, you work out, Garrett. If you're lifting weights all the time and you're doing all this. You cardio, worked
3: out, Garrett.
0: You know, right. I got a Peloton guys. But you know, I, I know, I know. I was talking to your mom about it. Um, but yeah, so I'm like getting my life together. But if you work out every day and you don't rest, you cannot repair your muscles. So why do we think, that we are any different as human beings. Yeah. You need rest so when you come back, you're more refreshed and, you're, and you are looking at things with a fresh new perspective and a mm. fresh lens. I think yeah. we just have to put it out there. Because when you said that, I was like, and I know artists out here, so for all of you listening, you're like, but, but stop listening to other people and define your life for yourself. Because also the way that some person achieves success, if they want to not have A life if they want to be stressed out, that's their version of a great life, but maybe that's not your version of a great life. I I also told his dad that he was a multi hyphenate
1: because he said, Yeah, people are trying to be. I said, You're a multi hyphenate individual, so it's nothing wrong with being a multi hyphenate. And also, if you guys like look at people these days, you'll see that people. Like they have all these ventures that they're in and they're Mm -hmm. able to create a brand, which is them. Right. It comes yes, because it's life. you.
2: All of it is you.
1: It's just, all of it is just you. So I think also understanding that, and just to put this out there, we I think we had had like something about branding a couple episodes ago, but to put it about out there, anything that is part of you can be can be something that you make money from, but it can also still help you as an artist. Mm-hmm. You just have to have a space and a place where people can see. Everything that you do, because you just like this happens to me all the time. You just never know what 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 one thing that that person will see and say, oh, my gosh, like that's exactly what I needed. And this has happened to me twice this year. They're like, oh, you're so great at all these games. This is what we need. And I'm like, "Okay, I can do that. And it's not like one thing. It's just like everything that makes me me works for that person. And it's about
3: balance it's finding that balance within your life and the creative balance and the work and the fun and whatever that looks like. Yeah.
0: Uh-oh, I think, um, we lost you, Garrett. Garrett. Uh-oh. Hold, on. He'll, Hold on. He'll come back. back.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I did, I, I do think that, you know, there's no one way to skin a cat. There's no one way for people to see you as who you are. And there's no one way of being. Mm-hmm. So I just want everyone out here to know that, you know, it's it's okay if like, if you don't, like if you don't just stick in one lane.
0: Right. And also too, like the word art is expression. Like let's just break it down. Art is expression. How you have determined how to express yourself and make a living maybe you have maybe you make a living as an actor and you express yourself through acting but that doesn't mean that you as a creative person as an artist that that's your only form of expression it just isn't and i think that that's that's why being a multi-hyphenate is becoming so normalized right but it always was that way you know you and especially even athletes like you see athletes and they're good at basketball baseball football but it's not it's not that it they they're just a basketball player they're an athlete so they express their athleticism in different ways you know so yeah
1: and also it's like it's just not we're just not one-dimensional individuals um and i don't remember who i was talking to about but they're like you know you when you go to certain other countries like you have like a you have like a degree in one thing and a degree in art like there's there's- oh what well,
0: yes. Yeah, so in so in European countries, you actually learn a trade, and then you learn. I think I just heard you. Oh, here he goes. Yeah, you're back.
2: So we're I'm talking back. about.
0: We're talking about how. So sorry, Europe- my. Oh no, it's okay. Go ahead.
3: Uh no, yeah my my mom's computer shut down, so I'm using my phone now. Hello.
0: Oh, that's okay. <laughs> it's yeah. such a good episode,
3: but we're. What were you saying?
0: us? Oh, I was saying we were talking about it in in European cultures how you learn a trade and then you go to like you go to school and you get a profession. So regardless of where you're at in life, you always have something to fall back on. Whether you want to express mm-hmm. yourself as an artist, but then support yourself in your trade, or vice versa, um, and I think that that's pretty cool. Um, yeah yeah and
1: um you know like just to get to the point that we you know we, we
0: <laughs> see, I, I was gonna say that's like your dad oh,
3: okay. yeah it's i'm hard. trying to get it to i'm trying to get it to focus
0: it's okay i'm listening i promise we are at like one minute and 11 seconds well sorry an hour, <laughs> hour and 12 sorry an hour and 12 minutes so um, we will ask you, we are coming to the end of our podcast, but we always ask okay. everybody um, one final question. Um, you just gave so many nuggets. I just know that this episode is really going to help some, of, like so many people out there. Yeah. Look, I if we help one
3: person that. with what we do, then we're happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like this one, focus. Do you see how blown out I am?
0: It's, okay.
3: it's okay. It's uh... okay.
0: No worries. You look great. You look great. Don't worry okay. about it. One last I question. looks like an angel. Like, like, look, like, oh. <laughs> like oh. look, we need to have we need to have Doug watch this episode. Tish. We should. Oh my gosh, the dentist. Who's that? Doug. Doug. We'll talk
1: about it later. An ongoing. Okay. This be an ongoing joke, Doug the dentist. Okay. We're gonna. We'll talk what's, to you after what, the
0: podcast.
3: What's the What's the question? I also didn't ask y'all, but any questions.
0: Oh, that's this is okay. a Garrett show. This is the Garrett
1: show.
3: That's what we're so when you're
0: a star. When you're winning your so. Oscar one day, they're gonna swoop back to our podcast and see. Look, even then, he when was. Y'all pro- are
3: there with me for the film that we made and starred in together. We'll, there we go. We'll be there that
1: part. I, like I. When you win your Oscar, please make sure you come back to the show because we will be around.
3: We'll be the post the post Oscar interview. Uh it'll be. <laughs> And we're gonna manifest it, get it?
0: Yes. Manifest. Yes. We and we're heard. gonna manifest that as a host, I will be on the red carpet at the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's manifest that. Carpet. Coming from entertainment tonight or something like that. E Hollywood. Yeah. Yes. Gonna, we're gonna yes. manifest that. We're manifesting we're that on as the red as, as Yes, yes. as Tish is winning an Oscar for directing, and I'm um, gonna star yeah. in it. But you'll <laughs> get the you know, you'll get the lead, you know. And
3: I get
2: the two. Oscar for holding the boom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Never. You are meant to be at the, be in the front.
1: Yes, you are. Okay. I'm get somebody else I'll on be a star.
3: Boom.
0: But the boom is gonna be paid his worth on that there
3: project. Yes. Yes. It will. That much is true.
0: Yes. Everybody's gonna be so like excited and lit because we're gonna be eats. making so much money and we're gonna be treated everybody so eats. Lot. You heard that? Huh? Yeah, everybody, everybody eats everybody eats people. Everybody, everybody eats, eats. I love okay. it. What God. are we eating? Are we eating like crab or shrimp or like what? Lobster or ribs? ribs.
3: We're getting we sushi, baby. We're Balbo. getting ribs ourselves. Oh.
0: Gumbo! Oh. Yeah. Gumbo, beignets, and fried okra.
3: Beignets, jambalaya. Oh,
0: Ooh, yes! Remember. Yes! I, exactly. my,
3: favorite, my favorite Disney movie is Princess and the Frog, and the food is in that movie is... just... Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, oh, she made the Can we just
3: talk about, if we're talking about hard work, Tiana is the hardest working princess out there. She made her dreams yeah. happen, and she was she, a hard yeah. worker. It's Even quote. though they made her a frog
1: half the movie, though, we we're gonna have to call Disney out on that.
2: Can we can we do yes. our Disney
1: princesses that better and not make them frogs half the movie? But anyways, <laughs> I'm not gonna. We're not gonna go into that. But you know, okay. we love you. Guys. But, but let me better. say this we quote that I really this. really
3: like. She's she's talking to her dad, and her dad oh. is saying, "Um, you can wish on that star with all of your heart." But your work is gonna—that's uh, only gonna ha- take you halfway there. You gotta work the rest of the
2: mm-hmm. way, or something mm-hmm. like that. I botched that, the quote. Yeah. You didn't
3: get mm-hmm. saying. No, that's I
2: amazing.
0: love that. All right, so we're all watching Princess and the Frog tonight. Please. No,
3: I'm—I'm I'm, I'm, I'm gonna
0: watch. What's that new Netflix show?
1: It's called The Cherry Something or Another. Squid I'm gonna
3: Squid Game.
1: No, oh, the Squid
2: Game. That—that. Mm-hmm. That oh, I'm, sure I'm sure taking over okay, how we're blown on. out I am, guys. Don't it's okay. You, you just
0: up. look. You look like really lit. Yeah,
1: but there's <laughs> okay. a, there's this the um, what is it called? A uh, brand new cherry flavor. That's what I'm gonna watch. Oh, oh wait, my dad and I have been watching that. It's so good. Oh, is
0: it? Yeah. Okay. You, I'm gonna watch you're it.
1: gonna be afraid because she doesn't like scary movies.
0: Oh, I'm not watching it. I'm She's gonna finish that scary, watching right. Nine it's Perfect little... Strangers. Ooh. Yeah, I started watching that yesterday, so I'm gonna. What did you watch? Nine Perfect Strangers on Hulu with Melissa oh, McCarthy. I, I want to see that. Yeah, I,
3: I'm not, I'm no I am not scary. What is strange? I watch one show a year, one show a year, and this year is Squid Game, apparently. I just started. Oh, really? That. It's not conscious, so you- I just don't watch shows.
0: Oh, you um, watch movies more, more so movies? Yeah,
3: yeah, mm-hmm. TV shows stress yeah. me out because it just keeps going. It just never stops.
0: Uh, yeah. My sister, she can't stand TV shows. And especially if I watch it. Like last night, she was watching Good Girls and she was like, Tell me, is the daddy lying about having cancer? I was just like, and tell me, she was like, Promise you will tell me the truth. And I'm like, Okay, about what? And I'm thinking it's gonna be about something super deep. Is the dad lying about having cancer? I was like, Wait, what? Oh my god. No, <laughs> it's too much. It's it's just just over the
3: the
0: edge. Edge. It just goes on. Yeah, is. she I no do way. like
3: some good TV shows though. I don't know.
0: Yeah.
3: Okay. What's that last okay. question? Let's That's
0: ask the secret, question. Yes. So we can, question. yes. What ignites your motivation and how do you stay consistent and persistent in following your dreams?
3: What ignites my motivation and what keeps me consistent and persistent in following my dreams? Yes.
2: Um,
3: ignites my motivation. I think I compare myself to people a lot and I shouldn't do that, but I do. So I think seeing what other people are doing and being like, ah, I gotta do that too. I wanna be there, I wanna be with them, I wanna be next to them. Not that I don't want you to have that, but I also want it too, you know? Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah. it's that
3: that ignites me. Um, I find a lot of inspiration from music. I love music. Mm-hmm. I'm a big music person, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I feel like that's gotten me through a lot of uh, great points in my life. Um, it's sort of, sort of like the soundtrack to my life, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. What keeps me consistent is um, I guess the first thing that came to mind was image, but I don't think about image too much. I just want to make sure that like when people think about their experience with me, they're like, you know what? He was prepared. He was cool. Um, And that for me is consistency. So if I can consistently show up and execute and be prepared and be the best that I can be, I'm happy. Um, Mm -hmm. And then persistent, um, just that one, just the need to like, be creating and doing things and making it happen you know mm. uh i'm a very persistent person uh, especially when it comes to work and i'm not going to stop until I, I have i have what i've been working for you know um
2: yeah.
3: my motivation comes and goes and i wanted to chat with y'all about like what do you do when you misplace your motivation and how do you fix that um mm. and wh- mm-hmm. how do you not feel bad when you don't have motivation you know
0: Mm. Ooh, we you want to be on here another ten minutes? Um,
3: <laughs> I'm trying to well, be my doctor.
2: Actually,
0: well, honestly, so we both went to grad school together, but I kind of suffered from a little bit of post grad depression because I graduated from high school at like 16, and college at 20, and grad school at grad school at 23. So when I wasn't making it as an actress, and I had this like. Masters, I just like, and I had to like move back home. Like I said, I'm I'm from a lower socioeconomic neighborhood. That was a hard blow. Like I was dependent upon you know my family for everything. I mean, literally, like buying soap, buying whatever. And that was a lot for me for somebody who was so ambitious and so independent. And I did a little bit of research on it, which is why I knew I went through post grad depression, but that was actually one of the best things that could have ever happened to me because I realized then that I was always going to have to learn how to motivate myself. Um, and kind of like in life, and you'll see you're 20 year, but you'll see. It's like life is, is all about going through circumstances like that you don't know how you're going to make it out of and having to motivate yourself and encourage yourself and kind of be like the Phoenix and rise from the ashes again, over and over and over again. And the the great moments, those moments are, are to be relished because it's not the norm. And so when I realized that really quickly, I was like, OK, I was like, well, how am I going to do that? And I realized it was completely going to be based off of my mindset. Because when you're sitting there and Pressed, and everybody—they're trying to encourage you, but they don't know the right things to say. You realize pretty quickly, like, okay, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta learn something. I gotta have, to, I have to have a system. And so I did. I became obsessed with like reading books about people, um, history, how they overcame like various obstacles. Abraham Lincoln—I mean, just anybody. Uh, Bill Gates, all these people, that's why I talk about them because I literally, all I could do was like read about people and the things that they've had to overcome and that would encourage me. I started listening to the podcast, I started, um listening to motivational speakers and writing affirmations for myself i would literally like write down everything negative i was thinking and then i would write the opposite and i would like repeat it in the morning and the first thing i would do when i wake would wake up would be like listening to that because there's something about our our brain frequencies in the morning where the first thing that we hear is actually what stays with us the rest of the day and so yeah like i became obsessed with motivation and inspiration and i realized that even though I thought that acting was my purpose, acting is a vehicle for my purpose. My purpose is to motivate, yeah. to inspire through various forms of media. And it doesn't matter how yes. I'm doing that, as long as I'm encouraging other people, because I realize, like, I'm not the only one going through this. And I realized I was really put on this earth to motivate. Like I have childlike optimism because that is a gift. I literally did the Clifton Strength. Test and one of my like strengths is like I'm an activator and I have the gift of positivity. And everybody that may not be their top five, but I was put here because I can help somebody else when they're feeling down and out to continue to go after their purpose in life. And even though that yeah. was one of the first periods of my life, it actually changed the trajectory of my life because now I know who I am. And when things come my way, it's like I have friends like Tish who was like, okay, like, okay, that's fine, but what are we gonna do? But literally, I'm like, I literally go back into process. I'm like, okay, like, I need, like, I look and I'm like, well, what are you absorbing? And I'm like, well, if you're absorbing all of this negativity, start absorbing positivity. And I literally go back and I'm like, okay. And it's a process that I've developed and my worth isn't in my career or my accomplishments. My my worth is in being present and understanding that my purpose isn't my job. I didn't even know that, and yeah. so like I went through that season, and I was like, "Wait, what?" Because you're told that as a child, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, I'm an actor. No, 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 no. You, you are more than that. Your purpose is not your job. It, your yeah. purpose. This is purpose. This podcast is purpose. This, yeah. this moment right now is purpose. So I digress. Let me let Tish have a moment. <laughs> I, can talk.
3: I like that. No.
1: Yeah. But I like
3: how you said season too. Like life is seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. I like that. Okay. Tish.
1: Yeah. I mean, what motivates me, I I just have this um this keen desire to help people. And mm. um and anybody who's ever met me, they know that. That my goal has always been to help people through any means necessary. I mean, and it's it's so crazy because it always comes back to me feeling like there's a better way to do things and um what motivates me is that i feel like we can find ways especially in this industry to do things better to do things differently to not people put people down um because they're different and they do things differently and they're not the status quo so i'm like i love i love thinking outside the box I love people who are different, I love people who have different views, Um, Mm -hmm. and I just love to motivate and cultivate those people. So it's just like the possibility that I could just, what motivates me is the possibility that I could just be planting a seed into someone who can ultimately change the world. Mm -hmm. That is good enough for me and I never know I have these things where I'm like oh you're helping this person or that person and then this person could be a really horrible person or whatever but you never know the seed that you plant into someone's life how it's going to turn out you know but you just hope and you pray that they're going to change this world mm-hmm. um and that they're going to do something great or significant or you know they're going to help somebody come up with a cure for cancer or something you know like you know you just don't you don't know but I'm hoping um, and I'm a I'm a huge believer in hope. I'm hoping that whatever we, we're doing in this world, how we're working as artists or as individuals or at nurses or doctors or whatever, we're planting seeds that will ultimately change the world that we live in. So I, you know, I, I have optimism. I have a um I do have a childlike optimism for humanity, for who, who we are as human beings, and you know what we can do and how we can change this world. And I'm so passionate about our youth. I'm just like they're just some game-changing, nonstop. I'm not going to take this, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, please come out, come out. I'm ready for y'all. You mm-hmm. like, show, show me that you guys are going to change the world, and I'm behind you 100. So.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: no, know, that's kind of, I mean, I, I would just say the the hope that we'll, we'll be able to to create people who are just going to be amazing
3: people in this world. I know that's yeah. kind of like, I yeah. don't know,
1: kind of like a broad no, answer, I love it. but, no. but it's definitely, it definitely moves It's motivated. that
3: Hamilton quote. It's uh, at the end of Hamilton, he's we talking about a legacy. What is a legacy? A legacy is planting seeds in a garden you'll never get to see.
0: Oh my God, you like oh. Hamilton?
3: yeah. Let's talk oh musicals.
0: Oh my god, I'm obsessed with Hamilton. I'm obsessed with Hamilton. Oh but my god, I did I to see you before. play
3: Angelica Schuyler. But back to Tish, I love what you oh said about this, and I completely agree. <laughs> oh my
2: god, I gonna just die. <laughs> sorry, yes. No, and
0: Gen Z, you guys are killing it. I'm sorry. But I was like, my little brother, he's 24, his, I'm just like you guys are just so much better. Like, I, like, I, like I just I love it. Like, literally, we, just, we pretty much got effed. You know,
2: we're yeah, millennials
0: really, got jacked up. I just yeah.
1: got yeah. jacked up. We had like
2: long
1: stock market, like, oh, market crash. No crash. Freaking!
0: We had to transfer. Nine like, eleven.
1: Service to information age. I don't know how did was it what was 9/11, it? Nine
0: eleven. The pandemic. We had it all. Like just like the, it. The,
2: what oh, it was, the real
0: estate crisis. All of that. I mean, I know. I'm just
1: over it. It's 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 yeah. like in the span of twenty years.
2: Who yeah, else like the up the great with
0: our
1: Yeah, it's just like oh,
0: <laughs> it's depression. so bad. <laughs> It is. Somebody told me they were like millennials are like like you know there's lost generations in history that they, they literally are saying they're like
2: lost. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's so you know. But I mean, well, um, listen, sorry, you better I, I, kill I, what it, am I? I'm Gen Z. I, I, yeah, I'm you're on Gen the Z.
0: You're Gen Z, and you okay. guys are killing it. Like whenever I hear somebody from Gen Z, like Yara Shahidi, I'm just like just oh to hear God, her speak. Right? I'm just like, what? Not only are you gorgeous, beautiful, talented, aware. I mean, yeah. I, like, but you're like that too. I mean, just hearing you talk. I'm like, are you 50? Like the knowledge you have, <laughs> like, it just takes no, I've literally like she, she, yes, she knows. Oh, my brother. I'm proud of everything. He does everything. He speaks. I'm just like, wow. Like Whoa. Speak
3: more, please. Have you got Nora on the show? Y'all gotta get her.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, who?
3: Y'all gotta get Yara Shahidi on the show. Oh my yes. gosh. Is oh my gonna... gosh. Uh, uh, I don't know her, uh, when I do, I'll let you know.
0: Thank you. Oh yeah, you're gonna do a film, and then you're gonna tell her to do our show.
2: <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Yeah, yes. exactly.
1: Yeah, so guys. I just, I just before we leave, I just want everyone to make sure that you follow Garrett and Garrett Wearing on Instagram. See it at Thanks. the bottom of the screen
3: for everybody. Who's I won't spot- look as blown out as as, as I will. Uh. It's
1: okay. You still look great. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. You look like an angel. I know. So, just- I'm gonna spell it for you guys on Fire Spotify because you hold us down. G A R R E T T W A R E I N G. Make sure you follow Garrett, okay? Mm-hmm. Give him a holler. sound from 2 legit to keep T. okay? He has a Let blue the- check mark.
3: Yeah. You know? This was <laughs> really, go. really awesome. I really appreciate being able to spend time with you guys. I always, I mean, look, I get, I get stuff out of this as well. I get the inspiration, I get the motivation. It's a nice reminder for me. Um on like why I'm doing this and why I'm here. So it's nice to see other people making it happen. And I'm just happy to be in good company. And um, I just, I love meeting good people and y'all are good people.
2: Thank Um, you. And we are so
0: like, I'm not even lying. We are so proud of you. And I'm not just proud of you you because of all the stuff that you've booked, Manifest. Check him out on that everybody. I'm just proud of the young man that you are like, I always tell my brother, I'm like, listen, I don't care what you achieve. I just want you to be a man of exemplary character. And I see that in you. And I'm just, I'm so proud. I can't wait to see what you do next because that tied with talent and hard work ethic, forced to be reckoned with. That's all I gotta say. And I'm not just gassing you up. I'm serious. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. But no, the same
2: to you guys.
1: Bessie, leave me alone. What? She's
2: like a three S. She has to say that because I it. I said, S. <laughs> I can't
3: stand her." S. This, like, no, this I'm was, so this scared. was great. We're all making no. it happen, you know. You, you two got I'm excited to see what what the future has in store for y'all. And we're all in the up and up, you know. We're uh, yes. we're finding our motivation and cultivating our joy and mm. hoping that that is is worth something, you know. Yeah.
1: Yes. What, what, what do you say, Bestie? We rise with the
0: tide. All ships rise with the tide. All mm-hmm. ships rise, rise with, the with, with the tide. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be on this wave. Garrett, you could be at, on this wave here in the front. And then Tish, you could be on the side there. I just want to be on this wave right here. And I'm going <laughs> to
2: just like, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Bestie, you, see me? you see me in the back on the thing. So, everyone, I just want to remind it. you
1: that join us every single Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Central Time. So, no, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Central Time. I didn't know Central for a long time, so I mm-hmm. feel... And I you're feel still crazy. getting it messed
0: up. I know. I'm sorry, <laughs> Central people. It's 7 p.m. Let's try it again.
1: Go back. P.m.
0: Look, I know. I'm a new take. Look, Garrett can help you.
1: No, there's no new takes. That's just it. They know it. You get it. 8, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Central Time. Got it. Thank
3: you. You got it. I believe in you. You know
2: what? I got it.
0: Thank <laughs> you. Stay on, Garrett, while we do the outro. Bye, you guys. Thank you for all of your support. See you next bye,
3: week. Bye, y'all. Am I not allowed to do the outro, too? What is this? You can. What
0: you <laughs> want? What you want to say? What, what do you want to say?
3: I want to say bye, y'all. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. Bye,
1: y'all. Thanks for, thanks for listening. Bye.